You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to yet another episode of Beside the Badge. I am your host, Paul Buckner, civilian chaplain in the American Midwest. Today, we are going to be talking about when someone says thank you for your service. That is a really tough one. Um, it's hard to know what to say. And so I do the chaplain thing with both law enforcement, some firefighters, some other first responders, but also with veterans. And I have a handful of veterans. Now, in some cases, they are law enforcement. Uh, who served in the military prior or or firefighters that served in the military prior. But I have been honored to be a chaplain for folks who um, have served in the American military, um, past and present. And they're like, hey, you're, you're my chaplain too. And so I'm very honored when things like that happen. Well, that is, that is an ongoing thing that is very difficult for people. Um, uh, like, how do I say this? So when you when you're out doing something and maybe maybe you're wearing a hat that says such and such branch of, branch of service or or whatever or somebody finds out people want to put that Vietnam era level of the, the garbage that that American servicemen and women went through where they would come back through these airports and and ports of call and what have you and as they would come back they had things thrown on them and people spit on them and 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 call them baby killer and they had been overseas serving our nation the the really sad thing was that was something that happened where a very small group of people caused unbelievable damage and trauma to our veterans, our Vietnam veterans. I, I talked to Vietnam veterans today that are in their 70s and going into their 80s that um, they, it still haunts them to this day. And I've got family that, that were traumatized by returning to the States. So people want to put that behind us. And by the way, we're going to circle back to that because we're experiencing some of that today but it's aimed at our law enforcement and um, a handful of tragedies, some of which were overblown in the Vietnam war era were used to, to cause a handful of idiots to attack verbally and physically our servicemen and women as they came back from Vietnam. We're going to circle back to that. Now, then we have these these uh, men and women today in the public, John Q. Public, that are they they want to make sure that our servicemen and women returning from war or just who have served their nation in uniform that they know that they're appreciated, but they're not sure how to show it or to say it. So they come up and they say thank you for thank you for your service or whatever. I I tend to say I like that hat, and then they turn to look at me and I'll smile and they'll nod. Um, as someone who didn't serve in the armed forces and I have not yet served in law enforcement, I I get questions like, what branch of service were you? And uh, growing up, I had a mentor who was a captain in uh, Third Armor uh, in the Army, and I imprinted on him very heavily. I've had a lot of people ask me if I was, frighteningly, if, if I was uh, in the Army. And very specifically, I've had people tell me, three Marine snipers now, that I have gotten to know have told me that I remind them of army captains that they have served with. I guess I imprinted on that guy more than I thought, but no, uh, I have not served in the armed forces. And so, but I'll, I'll talk to somebody and I try not to do the cliche. Thank you for your service. I, I will say, you know, Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate what you did. Thank you for doing it. it to me, it's a little more genuine uh, because it's not literally the cliche statement, but people are trying to find a way to say thank you. So how do we respond to that? 
I heard the neatest thing, and I may have talked about this in a previous podcast at some point. Um, if I did, we're going to do it again. So when somebody says, thank you for your service, what do you say? So first we'll talk about the veteran, and then we'll circle around to law enforcement and firefighters. When they say, thank you for your service, um, the coolest thing I've ever heard is, uh, thank you for being an American worth defending, or thank you for being an American worth fighting for. Oh, wow. Because that gives, because obviously that person has a heart in, in that moment, whether they, whether they're a hundred percent on board or they're just trying to be polite and, and kind of make up for some of the mistakes of, of, um, you know, pastimes and, and whatever, that's a great way to respond to that. And it, and it makes people feel better. And it's a great way to handle a potentially awkward situation because maybe you didn't serve your nation for them. Maybe you served your nation because you wanted to give back to your nation or, or you wanted to, you had a buddy that was going and you wanted to be there for your buddy. Whatever the reason was that you went to do that and to be there, you have your own reasons. And maybe you did literally go to fight for, for your nation and for those folks, but it's a great way to respond and reply. Secondly, now let's talk about for folks who are, um, when folks who are law enforcement or firefighters, and that is, that is a very interesting one because especially with things being polarized right now, I've joked for years that if firefighters went around pulling people over and giving them tickets, people wouldn't like them. And, uh, you know, and, and I've seen people angry because, uh, firefighter, the firefighters couldn't save their house or whatever. Um, or there was a grass fire that they couldn't get to in time, a forest fire they couldn't get to in time, and it swept through their home and burned it down. People are human. There's only so much you can do. And, so, and the life of that firefighter is worth more than the belongings in that home. And sometimes people get a little out of hand with those things, or it took you go, you guys so long to get here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's those. that's a thing. But generally, people like firefighters. Unfortunately, the only interaction they generally have with law enforcement are, is negative. Uh, you, they're getting a ticket or the officer shows up to tell them to turn their music down or whatever. But when somebody says to an officer, thank you for your service, a lot of times people, they don't know what to say or do. So they'll buy that officer's dinner or they'll pay for their coffee or, you know, if, if that place charges for coffee to that officer. And they'll do little things like that. Um, uh, and that, by the way, if you want to say thank you to a department, gift cards are amazing because gift cards can't be spit in. You know, it, it, gift cards can't be poisoned. And so if that officer has a gift card to a, a local restaurant, they can go and use it. That is a great way to say thank you to an officer, whereas a lot of officers will not eat or drink things that are brought in from the public because, unfortunately, there are bad people that try to poison you. I remember years ago when I was first getting involved uh, as a chaplain, um, departments would be like, hey, uh, so what's your name and what's your home address and what's your phone number? Because they wanted to make sure that the stuff I was dropping off wasn't somehow tainted and I wasn't trying to poison them. And over time, they're like, no, that's Buckner. He's cool. Anything he brings us is going to be cool. And um, I've gone to dispatch centers and dropped off food. I've gone to departments and dropped off food and things. You can work your way into the inner circle, but it takes time and for a reason. And a lot of people look at you like, what's your angle? Because they're used to people that have an angle. And um, uh, I know of places that have serviced uh, police officers' equipment for their vehicles or whatever, and then they fully expect that they don't get speeding tickets or something like that. That's baloney. So circling back around to when somebody says, thank you for your service to a police officer. And I've actually experienced it. It's really a weird feeling. 
um, I'll be out with law enforcement. There's been an emergency and there's been a flood or a fire or something. And I'm helping with cleanup from a tornado and people will walk up. And because I'm with, you know, 15 firefighters and police officers, they assume I'm one of those. And I, I am with them. So they thank me for my service. And I'm like, so I've experienced that now. That's a weird one. But, um, that is one of those things that when, um, when it happens, you, you can't really say thank you for being an American worth fighting for. Um, that's more on the military side of things, but, but thank you for, thank you for being, um, a patriotic American. Thank you for being, uh, thank you for being the kind of American that I got into law enforcement to serve. Something like that can be powerful and it, it resonates with them and it resonates with you and you can have a moment, a little fist bump and you move on. That's, that's a, a lot better way to handle it because it makes you feel weird in the moment. And, um, I remember, I remember there had been a, a flood that had ripped through my town and I think I was with this department 12 or 15 hours and everybody was exhausted in a local restaurant. It was a subway. The owner put the word out that for any first responders, that everything was half off for that day. And so we went up there to get some food and I'm standing in line and I am exhausted. I am so tired and uh, everybody's tired and I'm just standing there in line and, you know, it's like firefighter, police officer, police officer, firefighter, EMT, paramedic, police officer, police officer, me. And so as I'm coming up, this person behind the counter looks at me and I'm getting ready to pay for my food. And they said, are you a first responder? And I said, no. And this officer behind me like reaches out and whacks me in the shoulder and he goes, dude, you're a first responder. He goes, you've been with us all day. You ride with us all the time. You fight for us. You protect us. You, you help us with, you know, if we're hurt, he goes, dude, you're a first responder. And I was like, oh, I guess I am. And and I know people that feel that way. They're like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. And, uh, and so when people were saying, thank you for your, your service, I was like, uh, you're welcome. And in the moment, it feels weird. And and so I've started saying something like, well, thank you for being the kind of person I got into this to, to take care of, you know, to, to look after or whatever. That can be a way to get out of that awkward conversation. So we're going to take a quick sponsor break and come back and uh, kind of tackle a couple of more things and then call it a day. Uh, so I have, um, I've been blessed with three sponsors, uh, John Lee O'Reilly with uh, with general response, absolutely incredible, top shelf uh, de-escalation training. Look him up, teaches law enforcement, teaches private companies, teaches churches, teaches individuals. You need de-escalation skills in today's climate, in today's day and age, to be able to not make things worse with as volatile as things are today. And then, um, and then got your six coffee, my buddy, Eric Hadley, um, incredible company, uh, service to those who serve. They literally, they literally, take care of anybody who dons a uniform of service and they use coffee to pay for it. And so literally sitting here right in front of me, coffee sip break. Mm. Literally sitting right here in front of me is my gotcha six coffee. And I'm about out. So I told him I was I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come get some more. And then followed that by uh, Shield Force International, Matt Combs, incredible trainer. Uh, you need the kind of training that gives you that situational awareness and knowing knowing where and how to sit in restaurants and how to interact with, with people that protects you and protects them, how to survive ambushes, how to see them coming. You need that kind of training. He teaches that and a whole lot more. Check out Matt Combs with Shield Force International. So coming back, talking about 
um, talking about people saying thank you for your service, but coming back to what I said earlier about the Vietnam War, um, there's, there are people today that are ashamed of how they treated American servicemen and women that were coming back from Vietnam. There are people that are like, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was doing good, and I was shaming them because, because I was seeing in the the news media about how there had been an atrocity. So I just assumed that every veteran coming back from Vietnam was a baby killer. Um, well, a very very small fraction of veterans had had been involved in a couple of situations during a terrible war that shamed a nation and unfortunately people thought that that equated to every veteran and we are in a a situation in our nation right now where people think it's okay to label every cop the equivalent of a baby killer because of the actions of a handful of people and in some cases the things that they're citing against all of law enforcement are not only blown out of proportion they're ab absolutely fictitious um, and I'm going to get political for a minute. I don't usually do this, but um, in Columbus, uh, Ohio, recently, a, a police officer gave commands to a young woman who was trying to stab another young woman to death and had no choice but to to take that young woman's life to preserve the life of another. Um, that was a deadly weapon. This young lady was going to stab that young woman. And, and to anyone who would say, he shouldn't have shot her. He didn't have a whole lot of choice. He tried to de-escalate. He tried to get her to stop. She wouldn't. And the news media edited the video and only showed him shooting her. Didn't show the knife. Oh, wow. The news media would lie. Hmm. And uh, you say it ain't so. And people, there are a small group of people who are extremely vocal that are attacking law enforcement the same way that they went after veterans. And, and to anyone who's in law enforcement today, I would say, hold the line, hold the line, because it's going to come back around the way that people are ashamed of the way they acted during the Vietnam era towards veterans. There are people that are going to come back around and be like, I was so stupid. I actually know a young man that was extremely vocal on Facebook attacking law enforcement. And I would give him every time he would make an attack, I would give him something different to think about. And he's come around to where now when I'm out with law enforcement, he smiles and waves and he's friendly to them. He's come to realize that he was he was buying into media bullcrap and that was is inflammatory and i've actually seen him making posts on social media now that are pro law enforcement because he's come to realize law enforcement are people they make mistakes and they deal with some of the worst situations that people are ever going to deal with and uh, i was a, a domestic uh, violence situation recently riding with a department two officers i'm standing by the vehicle watching their backs that's my training my training background uh, is executive protection and I was as I was watching their backs, um, and these guys are heading up the front doors into this house. Um, a vehicle comes around the corner very quickly, but very quietly. And I said, "You've got one behind you." As as the vehicle pulled in, and they turned around and looked, and a young woman was getting out, and she wanted to be there for her friend who had been assaulted. And so they kind of put her off to the side, and she waited, and and she was there, and she was good comfort for her for her friend. But I mean, if you've been in law enforcement more than ten minutes, you've seen people escalate things, and oh yeah, yeah, you've seen that. But that's how messed up our culture is, and, and not our whole cult culture, but people who who need adult daycare and they can't handle their own problems, and it's a mess. And people to circle that back around, 
those are the folks that you end up dealing with in law enforcement a lot. Not the ones that you don't see are the folks that have good marriages and they're not having these arguments and these, you know, they're, they're not, it, it's not one of those frequent flyer addresses where you're like one, two, three freedom street. Oh yeah. I know, I know who that is. Um, I was there 13 times last month. You know, I've been there 20 times in the last year and you don't see, and that's where I'm going with this. You don't see the good folks because they're not the ones blowing stop signs. Um, they're not the ones having the domestic assault cases. They're not the ones that are, that are having failures to appear and compounding things. And, uh, it's, it's one of those very, 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 very interesting things. You've got to remember that the good people that are trying to find a way to say, thank you for your service are the ones that have almost no interaction with you at all because they're not breaking the law. And so you guys, you guys kind of pass in different lanes, you know, and they're going to see you in restaurants and they're going to see you sitting on the side of the road. And that's about the only kind of interaction they're going to have with you. And, um, by the way, before I land this plane, I got my first subpoena the other day to appear in court and, um, um, aside from like a custody thing, you know, dealing with an ex or something, but, um, I have always figured it would be re related to law enforcement in the sense that I ride with the departments all the time and my, my face is going to appear on a body camera and somebody's going to go, who's that guy? He's going to appear as a witness. Um, I've always assumed that that was how that would happen. Uh, and I got a call the other day, Hey, I'm officer so-and-so with the such and such police department. And I've got a subpoena for you to appear in court. And I'm like, Oh really? That's interesting. And so he begins to explain the situation. Five years ago, the Lord had put me in a place, and I pray that he does. Uh, I, I was at, pulled into a gas station, looked over. There was a young woman that had been very visibly, obviously had been beaten on. And uh, uh, here I was um, at that gas station, made contact with her, just started talking to her as a private citizen, called law enforcement. They got an ambulance there. And five years later, it's going to court. And uh, it just cracks me up. It's one of those things that... Several of my law enforcement buddies are like, yeah, the crazy ones are when it's been 10 or 15 or 20 years when you get a subpoena to something where where it, something happened a really, really long time ago and you're scratching your head going, I don't even remember that. So I love it when the Lord gives me a little taste of what law enforcement goes through. It helps me to better understand the men and women I chaplain. So uh, on that note, let's wrap this up really quickly. Just remember that when somebody says, thank you for your service, they're trying to find a way to show you that they're they're one of the good guys and they appreciate you. And just remember for every one person, literally, if one person will make contact with you and say, thank you, there's a thousand people that don't know how. That's just that's just reality. It's, it's actually statistical, statistically proven. Um, if somebody writes a letter to you or takes the time to call you, uh, a thousand people didn't. Uh, so just remember that. And so if you get three thank yous in a week, there were 3,000 people that were thankful for what you do. So let's land this plane. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the men and women that put on a uniform of service for this country, be they uh, firefighters or veterans, Lord God, law enforcement, EMTs, paramedics, whatever it is that they do, I thank you for them. I ask that you would guide them, protect them, bless them, that you'd be with their families, help them to learn to love you and to love each other better. Protect them, Lord God, as always, bend the bullets around them. Lord God, has always caused the bad guy to stumble if they would try to attack these officers, to give that officer that extra second, that advantage. Lord God, protect them supernaturally. Help this, this podcast to reach the right ears, that it would bless people. And as always, Lord, I'm humbled for the opportunity to do this, and I thank you for it in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, let's do this again. Talk to you soon.
thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast.